to forging of indignant Dreaming about a premiership cup We love our clubs but they never win Two flags in one hundred years That shit house if you think we'll be insightful Clever or just well researched We're here to say that's not the case We'll just go out and wing it We are two guys, one it is Wednesday the 24th of June. Welcome to Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. My name is Will Anderson. And my name is Charlie Clawson, and I don't care about football anymore. It only took one game, and I'm off it again. I'm going to start uh, tipping in my tips which game's going to be cancelled because of COVID. Oh, fucking hell. Now, isn't that the most exciting? Isn't that the results you want to see each week, is who has COVID and who doesn't have COVID now? Now, well, who doesn't have COVID day to day? Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is now a new thing. The AFL might end up being an incredible test case for what we know about COVID because these players are in this sort of isolation where they're being constantly tested at the club and they're in this circumstance and Mm. it's a measurement, particularly this Conor McKenna case because he went to Ireland where, you know, there is a chance that he's just brought something back dormantly. There's a chance that there are antibodies in his system that like tested positive to COVID, but he doesn't have COVID. Like it may be a new area of knowledge yeah. That comes from the from understanding of COVID nineteen based around fucking Conor McKenna going to Ireland and then not being able to play in the AFL. My the most interesting part of, of this for me was seeing I managed to catch Gill's live press conference when the Conor McKenna story broke. And seeing him come out and sort of say, This is what we're gonna do, we're gonna postpone that, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then the talk about quarantining, you know, the players at Essendon and scrubbing it. Reminded me of that episode of The Simpsons, Lisa the Vegetarian where the pig gets shot through the air and Homer's chasing it saying, it's still good, it's still good. That's Gil McLaughlin. He's just, the AFL's still good. It's still good. It's still good. Sure, we've lost a game. It's still good. It's still good. We've had to scrub down Windy Hill. It's still good. It's still good. Yeah, I feel like he's actually that knight from the Monty Python holiday. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're not dead yet. Yeah. We've got three players aside. <laughs> all you need fine. all you need is a midfielder, a backman and a forward. Good. That's there all you go. need. Yeah. One umpire. He's in, a, he's in a glass box. Uh, okay. Well, so in the same way that people have worked out during COVID that oh, you don't need to work in an office, you can work remotely. What if that oh, happens to the AFL? Umpiring from home. Yeah. Umpire, oh, no, <laughs> we've, got, we've got Ray Chamberlain on Zoom in his house umpiring this game. Well, they've had to change the list and their attitude towards like list management next year. So they could, if you got it down to the bare, but what are the minimum amount of players you can have on your list and still be competitive? Like in junior footy, right? Very often you'd turn up on the weekend and you'd be three or four players short and you'd someone from the opposition would have to throw on one of your jumpers or you'd both take players off and, you know, you'd even it out somehow. Can the AFL look at a junior footy attitude towards players? Well, I mean, they have kind of in that Lockie Hunter had to play for North Melbourne in a scratch match. (laughs) (laughs) There's your punishment for drink driving, Lockie. You You have to play for the opposition. Yeah, and keep off that shin boner spirit before you drive as well, mate. Yeah, what are they thinking? They just sent him to the worst place for an intoxicant. Okay, so this is uh, interesting, is the idea of what happens when people go down. Because we mentioned the umpires. We haven't even considered that. Because obviously with the players and the lists, there is a capacity for lists to adapt to the idea. The AFL said basically as long as you have 24 players, then we're probably going to get you to try and play games regardless of who those 24 players are. If you have 24 players on your list, let's play. If the umpires all got sick and suddenly you couldn't have umpires for the game. Does that mean that the next level of umpires would suddenly be promoted to the AFL system? I or love it. is there a capacity for us to play the game back in the old days where the captains would call the... Would the umpire as well. Out? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think do that. The coaches, send the coaches out. The coaches out from either side run out and they... Well, I mean, that disadvantages Chris Fagan. I can't imagine... <laughs> I mean, how's he going to follow the ball around the ground? They'd have to put him in a golf cart. Chris Fagan gets Chris a golf Fagan's cart. in a golf cart. And I could just imagine Chris Fagan getting so caught up in the game and, and coaching and umpiring that he just drives it straight to the point post. But unlike Lee Matthews, he wouldn't, be, he wouldn't even be able to break it with a golf cart. He would be catapulted out and he would catch his, his pants and get caught on the goalpost and he would slide down from the top of the goalpost in his undies to the bottom. Oh, jeez. Do his hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> now, I'm a bit paranoid. Just, can you just check that my levels are normal looking and that your levels are? Because I know with our other podcast, we had a bit of a input issue. We had an input issue. There was a technical issue. I put the uh, Zoom recorder on the uh, so floor. 
confusingly, this new technology that everybody's talking on is called Zoom, but the old recorder that I record the Digital podcast recorder. is also called a Zoom, but I've put the recorder on the floor. And we uh, both have levels? And we both have levels. Okay, just checking. Doesn't mean to be paranoid. No, no, that's okay to be paranoid. I am now just checking my levels in case <laughs> I got it wrong the other way around, but I think we're fine. Okay, we both good. got levels. Uh, so the idea that you have to play if you've got 24, to me, is super exciting. Because originally with the McKenna stuff, there was some talk that the entire back line might not be able to play for Essendon. All the, t- yeah, the t- training t- groups. Train together. Yeah. yeah, You lose your entire back line, for example. So suddenly you have to replace an entire line in your side with these new players. Now that makes that game super interesting already. But if you got down to the point where regardless of what happens, regardless of how many people at your club get COVID, you have to get 24 people to play in a game every week. Suddenly my level of interest in the AFL has gone through the roof. Yeah, me too. I mean, this is what this show has been about the whole time is we love the game. We think it's fine. We're not ones for meddling, but if you're going to meddle, let's meddle big. Yeah, let's meddle big. (laughs) Let's go hard if we're going to meddle. And the idea that you have to field 24 people every week who don't have COVID, regardless of whether they're actually professional footballers or not, is so interesting to me. That with coaches who also have to umpire and Chris Fagan gets a golf cart. (laughs) Who would be the best suited? Which, I mean, Bucks. Bucks would be the best suited to be running around with a whistle, calling calling freeze and, and also coaching, right? Or can you not coach? Is that the rule? Is that you have to do all your, your strategizing and stuff pre-game and at the quarter time breaks you get to reinforce messages and stuff or maybe you just word up your, 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 uh, your um, assistant coaches but you can't actually be send, you know, making positional moves. You can only umpire. I think that... Bucks is physically, you know, pretty good. Who's the, is there another most Scott, recent player or Bev? Bev, oh, well, I don't know if it's recent, but Bevo looks fit. Bevo looks sca- fit Bevo's enough. on his skateboard. Yeah, <laughs> Bevo's on one of those motorized, you're, all-terrain skateboards. You're all allowed to nominate some form, <laughs> form of, of transportation <laughs> to get you around the field. Okay, I love this. So, yeah. uh, what's Clarko on, or has Clarko just got his guitar? Famous just strolling guitar. around just like strolling a minstrel. <laughs> Calling out freeze in song. In the back. <laughs> Hawthorne free kick. Uh, okay, I like this. Uh, so what then does, let's look at some other coaches. Like rats. The what, is what is rats? What rats um, What's rats? Oh, rats is kind of, because rats is kind of like this, you know, he's a lovable kind of, I think it's a jalopy. It's some yeah. kind of kind of, rats is always like, his car's always breaking down. <laughs> Like he's calling freeze in the back line because the car stalled just, in the back line. Much like St Kilda this season. Somebody slips on an oil leak, yeah. does their hamstring. So Rats is like, I'm so sorry. I just can't stop it leaking. Um, oh, what about Stewie Jew? He's got the he's got the Gold Coast up and about. Mm. But you, bulldozer. Bulldo- <laughs> because it's, so when he's done, he can then push the Gold Coast into the ocean. Well, no, it's the uh, bulldozer they were going to use <laughs> to push the Gold Coast into the ocean, but he, he's doing so well and the Gold Coast are doing so well that the people who were going to bulldoze the Gold Coast into the ocean have handed over the keys to the bulldozer to Stuart Duke. <laughs> Stuart Duke. So Leon Cameron gets a Ferrari, of course, yeah, on brand. Of course, yeah, perfect. Uh, what about horse? John Longmire. On an actual Rides horse. a horse. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the name of course um uh matthew nix jeez does he even want to be there from uh, so he's adelaide right yeah. matthew nix yeah and what's what's adelaide at the moment well yeah. i think considering how seriously adelaide take their football he'd probably want to be in a bulletproof pope mobile yeah because if their season continues this way every home game he's going to be copping it so he'd want to be in a bulletproof glass case a la the pope ken hinkley Ford, <laughs> like any brand Ford. I mean, you can't really separate it from that club anymore, can you? Isn't is there still a Ford factory in Geelong, or they close that? They must. Have. Uh, what about uh, Chris Scott? Well, I reckon this should be one of those motorbikes with a sidecar, and Brad. He's just in the, the sidecar. Side yeah, Brad's just there. Yeah. It's kind of like the wacky races of the AFL. <laughs> um, who have we missed out? Uh, uh, Adam Simpson. Adam Simpson. He's an eagle. I mean, what's a real Western Australian like Austin? You know, like when the mining boom happened and you'd see tradies driving around like... Oh, so really like, like expensive a, Expensive view. <laughs> that doesn't sort of fit him, like a Lexus or, yeah, or something right. like that. Some kind of, uh, kind of souped-up Bogan mobile. 
who's the new catcher for you? John Longmuir? No. Uh, no, Justin Longmuir. Justin Long- Longmuir. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. Oh, no, him. he's in that Fly's helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> Hovering over the ground. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, have uh, we missed out on anybody? Oh, yeah. um, uh, the demons. Uh, well, like it would be, it'd be one of those old school 1980s yellow Volvos with the little demon sticker on the back, the back window. And some ski racks. And some ski racks <laughs> on the roof. Um, Race Shaw. Well, North Melbourne, Kingswood. Like an old depend, like like North Melbourne, it's an old dependable Kingswood, just like trucking along. I'm going to go a different direction. Uh-huh. Riding on the back of an actual kangaroo. <laughs> Who have we missed? In the pouch, in the pouch <laughs> of an actual kangaroo. Bucks. I think Bucks is the one coach who's just is on foot. Mm. Like Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis in The Last of the Mohicans. He's just fucking sprinting up and down the ground, just being awesome. What about if he does it the entire game, he runs around the boundary with his back against the wall? Yes. The boundary line. Yes. Moonwalks. So, yeah. Moon- <laughs> Moonwalk in the boundary line. Nathan Buckley moonwalks so that his back is constantly going towards the wall. Uh, dimmer. What's Dimmer ride? An actual tiger? An actual tiger also. <laughs> okay, so if your team's mascot's an animal, that's what you have to ride. Um, and, of course, the Bombers. What's their well, coach? Who's their uh, coach? Uh, John Worsfold for now. Yeah, but who's their other? Coach in waiting. Um, that's a good question. Yeah, I mean... I was going to say Simon Goodwin, but he coaches it's Melbourne. It's not Simon Goodwin. Uh, it's a, a guy... I mean, does, does the Bombers... He's also in an aeroplane. Oh, well, you know what it is. A B-52 of some It's kind. probably um, John Worsfold being carried on the shoulders oh, yeah, yeah. of whoever the, whoever the, the coaching waiting is that, <laughs> that I can't work out. Uh, John Worsfold. Oh, Ben Rutten. Ben Rutten. Yeah, so Ben Rutten. Yeah, John yeah, he's Worsfold. He's big. We'll make sense. Exactly. He's like the Hordor. <laughs> just Hordors around. Uh, <laughs> ben Rutten has to Hordor around John Worsfold. <laughs> And then the uh, oh we said Ken Hinckley didn't we yeah and what was he in? Ken Hinckley's in a Ford you said oh no so it's Port Adelaide you were saying he's Geelong yeah goes. Chris Scott is in a Ford Ken yeah. Hinckley what's Ken Hinckley in Port Power Port Power stole um, a stolen car stolen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every weekend they have to steal a new car who has to hotwire it from the car park some person some supporter has gone to the ground is not gone home in their car <laughs> because Ken Hinckley's hotwired it um. We got sent uh, because uh, how much football did you watch on the weekend? Uh, very little, very yeah, little. Same. Yeah. I watched the Bulldogs game. That was nice to see them win. But like it was the the main thing that was you know, pleasing for the Bulldogs was that GWS had most of their good players pull out before the game. That was very helpful. It turned out in the end result, but it was good to see them win, and uh, that was nice. And oh, I think I watched one other game, but. I did not watch a lot of football on the week. Well, actually, that's not true. I watched the last quarter of uh, Geelong and Carlton, which was the best quarter to watch. That was when Carlton, you know, an unassailable lead and then suddenly became very assailable and you just were waiting to see, can they hold on? They were dead out in their feet, the Carlton players. So tell me what happened at the end because there was something that happened with Radagalia. I've heard it. Did he did he punched it back in when he should have punched it through or it w- something? It was it was uh, he flew for a mark that was going over the goal line. It wasn't just him. Ryan Grind Myers Ryan Grimes Grind Myers Grind Myers Grind Myers also uh, they had a free kick twenty meters out directly in front. He took the advantage and missed. So and then Gary Ablett missed from twenty meters out directly in front. So there was a few odd decisions going on. When Ablett misses and Myers miss, they're both. You know, notoriously good kids for goal. It's you know, you're just like this is not going to work out our way. This well, time. I was I was part of a group chat during that. I was doing some work and I had the had it going on my phone, and then my group chat was popping up as well, mainly Carlton supporters and one Geelong supporter, and it was amazing to see like. When the tide started to turn, all the Carlton supporters were freaking out. Vaughan, our mate VK, big Carlton supporter, went to bed at the halfway uh, mark of the last quarter because he's like, I cannot. I've seen this happen too many times. I cannot stomach this. So we then had to text him, buzz him, get him out of bed at the end of the game. Uh, so uh, Eddie Betts, mm. uh, this is a bit of a serious topic, but um, I think it's one that's worth talking about because we've spoken about previously on this podcast about the issues with racism in the AFL and obviously you know the players in round two all came back and took a knee uh you know to obviously you know show their solidarity you know and and make a statement about racism in the game and then Eddie Betts 
has been yet again racially vilified and spoke about it incredibly eloquently on AFL 360, I thought. It really, a thing that was always a lie, which was that any that the animosity towards Adam Goods was to do with Adam Goods the personality or Adam Goods the player. I mean, it was yeah. always mostly a fucking lie, right? Mm. But is completely made a lie when it's Eddie Betts. Because mm. if you are making a poll of the most universally loved players in the AFL, regardless of, you know, race or team, yeah. I think that there'd be a fair chance that Eddie Betts comes out number one yeah. on that list of most popular players in the game. So the fact that somebody who is considered by the wider AFL community as being an absolute, you know, star of the game, but an absolute star of a person also, you know, is, is constantly having to deal with this racial vilification just shows how incredibly problematic it still is in our game and mm. how that we need to speak about it, that we need to be making these statements. You know, we're looking at a country that we currently live in where like 3% of the population is Indigenous, First Nations people. 12% of the AFL is Indigenous. So this is a group of people in our society who have made such an enormous contribution to the game that we all love and the game that we all enjoy. And... Then probably even more desperately when you you know kind of contrast that with the fact that it can be up to 25%, 26% of the Indigenous population who end up in prison, the disparity between those who've managed to, you know, what AFL has you know given them and what they have given the game of AFL versus what the ordinary conditions for those people are in our country has never been a, a greater, there has never been more disparate than kind of what it is right now. And... Mm. I think that it is up to us who love the game to constantly say this is just not fucking appropriate. This yeah. is not something that Eddie Betts or any other player in the AFL should be having to deal with while they're entertaining us and, and playing this game. Yeah, and I think it's not an AFL problem. It's an no. Australia problem. And I think also, too, because I was thinking about it a couple of days ago, and if you've ever been at a footy club, well, if you've ever spent time with predominantly guys who hang out that is a thing that guys do. Come up with cruel nicknames, bully each other, all that kind of, you know, just kind of uh, that's how guys interact. And footy clubs especially, you know, because it's a competitive environment and, you know, people will find weakness or find the thing that gets on your nerves and start calling you that. They used to call me duck, not because I played like Wayne Carey, but because when I ran, my legs would fling out in all different directions. And then I got the name Spaz for a while because I wasn't, you know, the greatest kicker and stuff. And this was things that as a junior... You're like, this is insulting on two levels. <laughs> yeah. This is insulting to me, yeah. but also the language you're using is insulting to others. But I am, it was, this is, and this is the like late, late 80s, early 90s. And I remember even as a kid, I was like, gee, there's a lot of like racism and bigotry and really cruel language that was not, that coaches just kind of, I think, I don't know if they were turning a blind eye, but to them that was part of the culture of football is, well, if you can't take it, then you're weak. You know, if you can't put up with being called all these kind of names, like there was a kid, um, an Egyptian kid who played on our team, who I remember just put up with shit, not just from the other players, but parents of players and especially opposition parents, the stuff that this kid would get over the fence, Kamal. And he just sort of toughed it out. And, you know, and the expectation was don't, don't be a sook, you know, you just sort of put up with it. Everyone has a nickname, you know, the kid with red hair has a nickname, Charlie who can't kick properly has a nickname. We're not singling you out for your race. It's just about this is what guys do. Except that, you know, if it was not about your race, then they could have called the guy who, you know, had the race thing duck or whatever yeah. because he kicked yeah. funny or whatever. You but know? that's the thing is they don't perceive it like that. So, I mean, I know that the AFL makes efforts to do education, and but I, I think it's, it's one of those things where so I say it's not a – I don't think it's a football first change. Like it has to come from us. And the families and the way you're brought up. And, you know, I went to an all-boys school, similar thing, especially within, you know, the football teams of, of those schools. Uh, we were sent uh, uh, some fun stuff this week, so we'll get to that in a minute. But I might just run through the games and you can see if you have anything to say about them. I'm really running through them because I actually don't know who won most of the games. So Let I me see if I'm, I can. Uh, okay, I can. yeah, you, let's you, do you, that. Yeah, okay. okay. Bulldogs, uh, right. so on Bulldogs. Thursday, of course, uh, June 18, uh, Richmond played the Hawks. Who yes, won that? Uh, Richmond. Uh, no, sorry, uh, the Hawks. They smashed them. 
Clarko, done it again. Uh, they're going to win the flag. We both said it last week, but you had the courage to pick them. Yeah. Based on the fact that we, I reckon we both said last week, I, I bet what happens this week is they beat somebody who they're not meant to beat and we all think Clarko's a genius again. <laughs> and about halfway through the second quarter, all the co- one of the commentators literally said, gee, Clarko's a genius. <laughs> I was like, yep, there we go. That's Hawthorne. Yeah, so Hawthorne, Hawthorne won that game. Smashed Richmond, made Richmond look ordinary. Any worries, Charlie, about Richmond at this stage of the season or is it just... No, this se- I think this season is the one that has an asterisk next to it. You know, like I feel like... If I was a Tiger supporter and you don't get up this year, it's like, I mean, I feel like the Eagles, for instance, are just not trying. <laughs> like, I've only seen like one and a half of their games this year, and they look genuinely, di- they're pissed off about being in the hub. They look genuinely disinterested, and they're like, well, fuck it. We're just going to go back home and just write, we're going to surf this year. That's what we're going to do. It does feel a bit like that, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, you can't tell me what to do. Yeah. Um, well, okay, we, we'll go there, but yeah. we won't play well. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Glove's going to punch someone in the face. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the Bulldogs played the Giants. We know how that went. High scoring game, fifty-seven to thirty-three. Yeah, a good, good, clean biffo. That's what you say about that game. That's the kind of biffo you want to see. Well, it's one controlled of, aggression. It was so entertaining, and yet no one threw a punch. Yeah, for the entire thing, there were a lot of jumpers ruined. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of property stewards were real pissed off because there was a lot of players. This would be tough for the coaches when they're umpiring because a lot of players were not in their original numbers <laughs> by the end of the game. But yeah, it was super entertaining. The Bulldogs were, uh, really stood up to the the pressure. Bailey Smith is an absolute gun. He a little is, nugget, isn't he? Oh, such a good player. So like, is he a father-son as well? No. I don't think so. Okay. Um, uh, but he's... Too young, too old. Ron Smith's too young to have a kid playing AFL. And off the books, uh, <laughs> father-son. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he said, grow a mullet so we don't look the same. That's a good question. Like, if you have an illegitimate mm. son, is that still qualify for father-son? Yeah, that is... Oh, well, see, there'd be some teams that would really benefit <laughs> a lot from of that, fr- I imagine. A lot, of, a lot of Franklins coming up in the next years. Uh, uh, okay, so uh, the shin boners took on the Sydney Swans. Who won that one? Oh, the Swans. Surprise winners in that. I believe uh, Jake Lloyd was best on ground. Uh, so here's what I don't I'm going to Do you actually know that? No. no. So Ben Cunnington didn't play. That's right. Any coincidence it was the weekend that fishing was made legal again when Ben Cunnington suddenly had to <laughs> pull out of the North Melbourne game. No coincidence. Uh, we will get back to Jake Lloyd. Uh, 80, uh, so uh, the Magpies took on the St Kilda Football oh, yeah. Club. Thrashed us. Way too good. That's a real bloody... I think I said last week, I've got a bad feeling we're going to realise how far off it we are. And I think that's exactly what happened is it wasn't even, it wasn't even close. Like every, we are so far off the mark in terms of what you have to be to be a top four team. Like they just psychologically, physically, skill-wise, they controlled every facet of the game. It was very disappointing. I don't think that this is a compromise season in that I think that the team that wins the premiership this year will have had to overcome... More things than anyone probably in the history of the game to win a premiership. However, as seems likely at this early stage, Collingwood wins that premiership. It will have a huge asterisk (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. Uh, They look really good, the Pies, at this stage. The Lions took on the West Coast Eagle Eagles uh, and smashed them, of course, as you've already said. Um, Lions looking pretty good, though, as well. Does puttering along nicely, I think, yeah. letting all the attention go to the... Much like Gill's golf cart that we'll be <laughs> umpiring the games in. Uh, the Cats and Carlton, we discussed that, yeah. came down to two points in the end. And then on Sunday, uh, the Gold Coast Suns took yes. on the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, absolutely smashed them. Turns out Matt Rowell is good at football. Would be leading the Brownlow at this stage. I know we... Left of- foot goal, for 50 metres out, left foot goal. Like... So I, can't, I actually don't know if I'm just buying into the hyperbole, but I don't. I feel like I have not seen a player like start a season like this in my memory. Maybe Buckley. I remember when Buckley started playing for Brisbane, but I, I was too, maybe too young to take note. But in recent memory, I can't think of a player who's made an impact like this. It's impressive, and it's exactly what they needed. And the fact that they're also winning is, you know, very exciting for the Gold Coast and. It's amazing how just one player has gone from me wanting to bulldoze the entire place into the oceans so to me like, going, well, well, well. Hey. <laughs> all of a sudden you're like, an, you're like an environmentalist. Let's just see how this... Will standing in front of the bulldozers with like his Arthur placard. Like Arthur Dan and Hitchhiker's yeah, right. Galaxy in my dressing gown going, I know that I've been lobbying for this. In other news, Will Anderson is laying down in front of uh, Metricon <laughs> Stadium, refusing to move. 
<laughs> Let's just see if Raul can win the brown line. And then we'll get back to bulldozing this place into the ocean. Adelaide, not looking great, fair to say. Not looking great at the Adelaide Crows. But again, we, no one really expected that it would look great at the Adelaide Crows. Did you see, um, what's his name, uh, Greenwood? Is, that, is it Levi Greenwood, the uh, ex-Adelaide? Yeah, the one who, yeah. So who sent that who, tweet out. Who, who, who Rue said was... Uh, Hugh Greenwood. Hugh Greenwood. And yeah. he said he was too slow in the midfield or yeah. something. Brilliant. Yeah. Best on ground. What a great... Oh, and best on ground for Gold Coast too. Because six months ago, if you had said that, like, this is what's going to happen. You you wouldn't believe it. But then again, six months ago, you told me a lot of stuff was going to happen in 2020. <laughs> I wouldn't have believed it. Uh, and, of course, uh, last uh, game of the round uh, was the Dockers taking oh, on that's Port right. Adelaide. I mean, not the first time the Dockers versus Port Adelaide has been completely forgotten. Who? I'm going to say... Do you know who won? Port, Port, oh, Port Adelaide. Assume. Port Adelaide won. And I think Port Adelaide looking pretty good at the moment. And, of course, Essendon and Melbourne was postponed due to covid Oh, oh Siri. Siri thinks you're talking to her. Siri's got involved. Um, I was sent because people thought that uh, we might be short of a little content this week. Uh, I was sent a recently posted... <laughs> Love that our listeners are looking out for us. ...pocket profile of Sydney Swans' Jake Lloyd. Oh, now, this is This has been posted four hours ago. Oh, wow. So okay. this is the freshest takes in the world of Jake Lloyd. So I'm going to run you through a bit of Jake Lloyd. Maybe we can play some guessing games. This then, is good because I've actually been sent a pocket profile of Matt Rowell. So why don't we do pocket profile? Uh, I was going to say corner doesn't quite work. Pocket profile point. <laughs> That's what we'll call this segment. Send us some pocket profiles. Yeah, I love a pocket profile. A po- me too. So if you've got a good pocket, like mm. the best one of all time is when we read out the Tony Lockett pocket yep. profile where uh, <laughs> they asked him what his favorite book was and he says he does not read books. <laughs> Uh, so we've always we had an Eastern Wood pocket profile yeah. early on this season. This might be the season of pocket profiles. Yeah. So uh, Jake Lloyd, let's finally learn something, Charlie. Yep. About Sydney Swans, Jake Lloyd from four hours ago. Now this is his footy stuff. Which senior player at the Swans first took you under their wing? Uh, this does rely I, on us knowing another when he was player. or when he was when he uh, 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 Kennedy Josh Kennedy Heath Grundy oh, of course do you have any pre-game rituals he actually does have a pre-game ritual what do you think he's in all of these pocket profiles it's always uh, get a coffee take the dogs for a walk something else this is an on game day it's actually part of the procedure oh, of actual once he's at the ground yeah of of going from the sheds right. to the ground i'll give you that clue oh, he touches the swan's crest and takes a dump <laughs> in one of the border border bodies outside the scg he needs to be last out of the race okay close <laughs> <laughs> close. You've given yourself. He a takes close. a nervous poo in the porta potty. <laughs> Who had the most influence on your career? Now it's a member of his family. His dad. His dad. Growing up, who was your favourite player? Well, who, uh, well, who, who did he barrack for? Uh, well, I'm going to say I don't know if he barracked for Geelong, but okay. his player Gary played Abbott for Senior. Geelong. Nope. Oh, oh Gary Ablett Jr. And no. Nope. Fuck, I don't know how Jake of Lloyd Gary Ablett Jr.'s era, but not Gary Ablett Jr. Uh, um, oh, who, who also a brown man? Oh, oh yes, yeah, uh, uh, you know what's his face? JB, uh, Jimmy Bartel. Jimmy Bartel. Uh, so tell you what, you're a long time dead in my eyes. Once you retire, Brownlow medalist, one of the most beloved figures in the game. I couldn't remember his name. Oh mate, JB, oh, JB, yeah. Um, he wears number forty-four, I believe, uh, Jake Lloyd. They ask him, does your jumper number have any significance? Big fan of Stephen Milne? Wants to retire at 44, he says. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, Buddy Franklin's showing him how it's done. Um, I think these, uh, these ones are a little bit, uh, they're going to be tough because they're going to need you to name other Swans players again. But good. This is good. Let's, what, p- let's really piss off Adam Spencer this week. <laughs> okay. What, which teammate is most likely to coach? Um, uh, oh, I'm going to give you the initials and see if you can get it. TP. Okay. TB. TP. TP. Tom Papley. Oh, good. Yeah, there you go. Um, teammate most likely to be a club president or CEO. BR. Brian Royal. <laughs> <laughs> um, Bevan, Bob, Brian, uh, Brendan. I don't know. Ben Ronke. Don't even know that is. Yep, didn't think you would. Uh, who has the best haircut in the game's history? A.A. 
current day. Oh, uh, Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, Aaliyah. Um, all right. That's pretty good, Spence. I got like three out of four. <laughs> and my uh, math was probably wrong on that. He's going to be doubly angry. Yeah, I think it was two out of three. <laughs> uh, two. <laughs> uh, he has a staffy. Uh, what's the name of uh, Jake Lloyd's staffy? Boy or girl? It's a boy and it's a title that someone might have. Uh, king. You're close, actually. Queen. But a little down. A prince. Yeah, Duke. Yeah. Duke. <laughs> well done. Oh, here we go. This is just a bit more, think, typical AFL footballer now, all like right? A Shawshank Redemption. Uh, what do you order at the bar? Like a like <sighs> n- night in. out for a meal and a drink, what are you ordering? Uh, chicken parma and a pot. Pot and a parma. Oh, fuck, mate. I know Jake Lloyd. I don't know Jake Lloyd, <laughs> but I know Jake Lloyd. First concert you attended? So he's young. Uh, rock and roll band? Uh, Foo Fighters. Hip-hop. Can't... Hip-hop. Oh, shit. Hip-hop. No. Australian hip-hop? No. Uh, uh, West Coast, East Coast, uh, Detroit. Oh, Eminem, Eminem. Uh, favorite holiday destination? Bali, Noosa. Hmm? Yeah, it's, <laughs> Noosa is kind of the Bali. Tony Cochran's ears just pricked up. <laughs> uh, favorite movie? So this is where it gets interesting now. So not Shawshank. Used to be Shawshank, but it's not Shawshank. It's a much more modern movie than Shawshank. Is it in the? Like, is it like Ford versus Ferrari? I mean, is it the, is no. it like a Father's Day? It's more like in the you know sometimes people say Anchorman. It's right. not Anchorman, but it's a, like a like Step Brothers, a, a comedy movie. Step Brothers, super bad. Oh, that's no one's favorite movie. Well, apparently it's Jake Lloyd's favorite <laughs> okay, movie. Okay. What was his favorite TV series then? Arrested Development. Oh, uh, it's quality TV. I will say that. Curb your enthusiasm. Uh, not a comedy show. Oh, um, The Wire. Uh, Breaking Bad. You were close. Oh, yeah. Favorite carb? Fuck off. Easy for an easy for an AFL footballer. There's uh, only pasta. One pasta, correct? Coriander, yes or no? Yes. No. Ooh. <laughs> Tastes like soap to him. Tomato sauce in the fridge. Yes or no? Yes. No. Ah. Yeah, I thought it was good for anti-inflammatory properties. Sauce in the cupboard. And who who would you swap places with for one day? Uh, another athlete. You not saying, not in his sport. You saying Bolt? You're actually. I mean, in that. Uh, as like track and field, one of those no, oh. but one of those guys who is definitely the best, like yeah, you know, of their time. Basketballer, yeah, oh, basketballer. Michael Jordan, no, modern day. Oh, uh, Le- LeBron. LeBron. There you go. That's, I think that's, that's getting to know Jake Lloyd. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, this was sent into us uh, by Matthew. Uh, this is a, a Matt Rowell pocket profile. Hey, Will and Charlie, love the pod. Hope this gives you a little something to talk about. If both the Saints and Dogs lose this weekend, well, you're half right. Last week, you mentioned Matt Rowell's passion for all things footy. Well, on the AFL Instagram, they did a Matt Rowell number one things. And as you can expect, it was as plain Jane as things can get. I'd love to see Will try and guess from the following list what Matt said his number one things was. Okay, great. Okay. What is his favorite biscuit? It feels to me like a, I mean, is he going to eat chocolate biscuits? I mean, Um, this is not a brand. It's a type of biscuit. Yeah. So like a, like a, um, a chocolate Royal or something like that. So, um, I'm going to say it's a, uh, Kingston. He loves a Kingston. Mint choc chip. Oh, okay. Which I don't even know the real, are mint. Have you ever had a mint choc chip biscuit? It's pretty like. It's a mint slice. Yeah. I mean, Matthew wrote mint chip chip. Unless it's actually, that's a type of biscuit that I just don't know about. I have reinterpreted that to be mint choc chip. Yeah, mint choc chip. I mean, what's a mint chip chip? Well, I don't think either of those things (laughs) I really know about. Okay. What does he have for breakfast? Favorite meal? Number Uh, one breakfast. Number one breakfast? Yeah. And I think how Matthew's framed this is a good guide. The blandest, most plain Jane. Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, cereal. Uh, yeah, what, what's what brand of cereal? Not brand. What what type? Yeah. Uh, porridge. <laughs> Bang, got it. Oatmeal <laughs> porridge. Um, how does he have his coffee? Uh, what's the most generic <laughs> way? <you> latte, <laughs> flat white. Oh, okay. Uh, favorite lolly. Now this. Oh, okay, he's getting. Okay. This is where he gets a bit fucking crazy, a bit loose and wild. Uh, his favorite lolly is the. Uh, I mean, what's kind of like? Ooh, I'm being a bit. It's like it's a bit of pleasure, a bit of pain, kind of thing. Like it's. Oh, like a sour, some sort of sour thing, like sour, sour squirms. Yeah, sour squirms. Okay, right. Yeah. That's him getting yeah. crazy. Yeah. Matt Rao cutting loose. Pleasure but, and pain. I mean, I'm loving the idea of like Matt Rao being. You know, we talked about narcs a couple of weeks ago, but him being the most like clean cut Captain America 
type, you know, dry white toast kind of dude. But those players always end up, because that's what Nat Fife was like when he started. Nat right. Fife was a bloody choir boy, it's nerdy. And then he got buff and hot and started getting a top knot and flying choppers and shit. What will Matt Rowell, who's a man now, what will he be like when he finds his cool? Because 18, too young to be cool. Bob Murphy didn't start listening to, you know, cool music until he said he's like mid-20s when he yeah. started hanging out with Tim Rogers and Paul Kelly and stuff. So where will Matt Rowell be living on the Gold How's he going to find his cool on the Gold Coast? Well, maybe he'll come Make and, it cool. Maybe, no, but maybe he'll come and live down here. He'll come and live like in Northern, the Byron the, Hinterland, yeah, in Northern right. Rivers. You know, because he could still travel to... Yeah, it's, it's fine. It's like an hour. Yeah, right? He just gets in the car and he goes to work, but he kind of, you know, he lives out here. He's maybe... You know what? Meditates, he, does uh, yoga. Yeah, but, you know, he's living uh, with Chris Hemsworth. Him and yeah. Chris Hemsworth <laughs> become, become best mates. mates. <laughs> become best mates. And he gets he flies him down in the chopper. Yeah. So what does he look like? Because he's all clean cut now. Yeah. Do you get long hair? What's a Byron look for guys? Long hair. Yeah. I mean, I like... Yeah, that sort of... Again, not a Nat Five top knot, but like one of those like... Like, like a real 90s, proper- 90s kind of grunge band. Yeah, exactly. Long, yeah, yeah. yeah I see that. Okay. Um, or maybe even a faux, oh, mullet, a faux mullet. Like I could see him having a faux mullet. Uh, what's his favorite snack? It's Now I'll give you a clue. It's yep. a type of cracker with a type of condiment. Oh, Jats? No, I think of the most boring. Oh, um, the Cruscuit? No, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's fancy. That's, oh. just, what's the most boring, like, grandma, you're saying with grandma and she busts these Oh, Savoy? Like no, a, too, no? Too, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, no, 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 it's, it? um, it's, it's got a healthy uh, image. Give me a, 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 uh, a wheat pix. <laughs> Close. That's in that's in uh, one of those words. Oh, vita wheat. Yeah, with? vita wheat with Vegemite butter. Yes, <laughs> no butter. Oh, no butter. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Gotta watch the fats, mate. A vita wheat with Vegemite is his favourite snack. Oh fuck me. Uh, well, I guess if you're starting with porridge, maybe a fucking vita wheat with some Vegemite seems fancy. What's his favourite animal or his number one animal? Uh, is this again a pretty plain sort of animal, or has he gone no. a bit exotic here? No, but but it is the kind of it would. It's the kind of favourite animal a 10-year-old would tell you when you ask them. A 10-year-old boy would say is his favourite animal. A uh, lion. Cl- close. Uh, but think about like what animal is the, the best in its field at something. Um, a circus elephant. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a cheetah. The world's <laughs> fastest cat. Yeah, well, they, they, they only win because they're cheap. What's his favourite flower? Oh, Interesting that he even has one. Uh, so is this a, a common... Fl- oh, roses. Well, yes, of course. <laughs> Remember, when in doubt, <laughs> the most boring... My favourite chocolates and my favourite flower, In roses. his fucking defence, yeah. if you asked any 18-year-old boy what What's his favourite flower? flower, unless the 18-year-old's had a girlfriend for a number of years, yeah. he's not going to know. That's the. Yeah. That's when you get to know flowers is if, when you're buying if them. If the next question was, name another flower. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, uh, his favourite beach, which is on the Gold Coast, and I don't know how well you know Gold Coast. I beaches. don't really know Gold Coast. Beaches Mermaid enough. Beach. Okay. Um, <laughs> his favourite kind of pasta, but it's it's not sorry. Not his his favourite pasta meal, but uh, you don't have to give me the type of pasta. It's just what does he have with the pasta, and I don't even know if this is even a thing. But okay, so. Uh, so he doesn't name the type no, of pasta. No, and it's and he, it's not even as fancy. Oh, so it's like so he says something like cheese pasta, but it's not cheese pasta. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's something like that. But it's yeah. not like he's saying like a, a napolitana or you know marinara. He's just putting something with pasta. <laughs> oh, so like chicken pasta? Or yeah, like, something that, yeah, yeah, like that's that. simple. So not yeah. even just like yeah. yeah okay, um, um, I'll give you another clue. Yeah, give me another clue. Uh, Spanish. Uh. Spanish. What would a footballer love on pasta that's Spanish? Like ham, palm ham. No, what's it? Think of it like a Spanish, like a cured meat, a Spanish chorizo. Yeah, you go chorizo pasta. Is Is that that a a thing? thing? No, I don't think so. I've never heard of chorizo pasta. That's his favorite pasta. Okay, what's his favorite meal? Chorizo pasta. Yes. Oh, what I love about this is just, this just reinforces everything I think I know about him because I just see this giant man-child and that's exactly the, the answer of a giant man-child. This is the equivalent of Plugger's pocket profile from 1987 or wherever they did that. I like chorizo. I hope they ask him where I like pasta, so just bang some chorizo on the pasta. That's my favourite meal. What's uh, his favourite lunch? 
chorizo puffs? <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, this is, and I would. My clue is mm, mm, mm. pretty standard playground lunch. Something that you can eat while you're kicking the footy. Have it in one hand and oh, just chomp sa- on. A sandwich of some kind? Yeah, a like roll. A, a, Simple. Oh. The, and don't get too fancy. One ingredient. Ham roll. There you go. <laughs> you're fucking good at this. You are. You know Matt Rowell better than he knows himself. <laughs> is it Rowell or Rowell? Rowell. Rowell. I believe. Matt Rowell. Um, oh, that's just a bit harsh. He's your favourite family member and he named it. Oh. Uh, Mum. Yeah. Um, favourite movie. Oh, could it be? Is is Matt Rowe the nineteen year old gun who might win the Brownlee Medal and make Gold Coast relevant? Also, going to be the player of his generation. Is there a chance? Because this is the thing, Charlie, that we've learned that there was a time where every AFL player, the time of AFL that everybody reminisces about, where every single player on the list. Favourite film was the Shawshank Redemption. And we've seen over the years, as the game's changed, and some of us look back fondly on that, that suddenly an anchorman or a super bad hmm. comes through the net. Is there a chance that young Matt Rao of porridge for breakfast and chorizo <laughs> pasta <laughs> and his uh, favourite movie and, is? And a, and a, well, he likes to like a snack of uh, some vita wheats. Well, when I'm sitting down with a bowl of chorizo pasta <laughs> and some vita wheats, uh, he likes to watch... The Shawshank Redemption. You would be correct. Yes, I love him. He deserves to win the Brown, though. Uh, who's his favourite athlete? Um, if I give you the sport, oh, yeah, if I give you the sport, it, it will give it's away. It's a sport. It's, a, it's basketball? Uh, no, if I give you the sport, you'll you'll guess it. It's kind of okay. like if, say, basketball is going to be LeBron. Mm-hmm. This person is the probably the most popular. Kelly um, Slater. I'll just give you their initials. Okay, great. But it is a international sport, and this athlete plays here every Roger year. Roger Federer. There you go. Uh, he would be like the LeBron of tennis, right? Everyone loves him. He's yeah, and he's also boy. a guy who I imagine eats porridge for breakfast. <laughs> so. uh, favorite board game? Oh, um, Do kids even know what board games are these days? Kids is it, is it a a classic? It's one of the top Monopoly. No, no. Scrabble. No, mm, okay. in the Monopoly genre. Well, group. Mm, hungry, hungry hippos. No, <laughs> no. What is it? Cluedo. Cluedo. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, his favourite book, and I'm going to have to Google oh, this because I've never heard of it, and it, it sounds a... Okay, let me just... Look. Okay, so Matt Rowe's favourite book. Okay. This is a man who I'm loves the movie that. The Shawshank Redemption. Is it the script for the movie The Shawshank Redemption? <laughs> uh, it's a kid's book, and it's not the one you're thinking of. Is it an it, Australian book? Yes. Does it, it have to do with football? Yes. Is it Specky McGee? <laughs> I've never heard of this Gary Lyon. Oh, right. It's for kids, though, not 18-year-olds. Yeah, but he it's been around long enough that he right. would have definitely... If you're a kid who was interested in football, you would have grown... I think there was a series of them. I think there's like a whole... It was, They were very popular, I believe. Um, Favourite holiday spot. And this is outside of Australia. Oh, and it's not Bali. He doesn't seem like a Bali operator. No, this it, again, think kind of like, huh, mm. that seems like a kind of an old man. You know, like the people who like to spend time there, I'd say uh, it's a great place, mm-hmm. but kind of clean living kind of holiday. It's not like you go to Bali, get trashed. It's more like I'm going to, you know, have an adventure and... Oh, um, okay. That's a good question. Outdoorsy. Get, okay. I, no, I don't know. What? New Zealand. Oh, I was going to say New Zealand, but then I thought, I've been trashed a lot of times in New Zealand. You're just going to the wrong places in New Zealand. I, I, most of the times I've gone over is to do comedy at the New Zealand Comedy Festival. And I've got to be honest with you, <laughs> they party. do a lot of outdoor activities. <laughs> but that's a, but New Zealand has that reputation, right? It's like whitewater rafting no, absolutely. and camper vanning. And yeah, just not for me. <laughs> it was not what I immediately thought of. Um, what is his favourite day of the week? And it's not like, you know, Monday or through to Sunday, yeah. but like... He's, what's his, what what day is his favourite? Oh, um, game day. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yes. Yeah. I would have said Christmas day. <laughs> no. Yeah, game Matt day Rowe. is Christmas day. Yeah. 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 22 times a year. Yeah. Well, 17 this year. And finally, um, his favourite app. Oh, okay. Doesn't even strike me as an app sort of person. Is it just one of the common ones? It's like Snapchat or... No, like sort of think... Thing? Oh, the but, AFL app? Yeah, <laughs> like again, you don't have to work... You don't have to work too hard with Matt Rowe. <laughs> Does Specky McGee have an app? I don't know. Um, okay, uh, let's get to some more mail, yes. shall we? Yes. So this is from Gary, 
he said, look, I just saw Bailey Fritch on Cameo. You can check out his profile here. There's a few other real no-names on there asking for dollars to send shout-outs. By the way, uh, someone contacted me via the TOEFOP email asking mm. if I wanted to be on Cameo. <laughs> yeah, they have contacted me a lot of times. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not really my uh, cup of tea Cameo, but for Amy's birthday, um, I actually got her a Cameo message, which is one of her favourite birthday presents she's ever got. So I have no particular judgments one way or the other with Cameo, but... Well, I wouldn't I have no judgments at all, but when I saw how little very famous people were charging, I'm like, what am I going to charge? Like, if you've got someone who's genuinely, like, world famous and they're asking for, like, a hundred bucks a thing, what am I going to ask for, like, a dollar? What's Bailey Fritz? Uh, Fritch Let's asking check it out. his cameo. How much was Rappaport? Uh, 170 US dollars, And that's at the, that's kind of at the top end of... Is it? Uh, I, I, I've never looked at it otherwise. Yeah, because I, I checked it out and it was like, a lot of these Australian celebrities, like Rebecca Gibney's on it, and there's a bunch of people you'd recognise, but they're all like, no one's higher than 80 bucks. By the way, you were, we were talking the other night, because Amy loves Michael Rappaport, and uh, so I got her a Michael Rappaport cameo for um, her birthday, and he did an incredible job with it. It was actually really fantastic. I thought he was absolutely brilliant. And uh, um, But we were talking about uh, a show called Hot Ones. Yeah, it's uh, great. The, and I, so there's a Michael Rappaport yeah. episode of Hot I Ones. I watched that last night. And we watched that. Uh, the other night and then got in a Hot Ones hot. Oh, it's great, We right? just went from episode to episode watching it. What a great and entertaining show that is. Have you seen the Natalie Portman one? I haven't seen that yet. You no. know what the one thing I'll say about, and this is such a different uh, topic for a different uh, podcast we do, but every girl who appears in Hot Ones, I fall in love with because mm. there's something, they all seem cool, like Scarlett Johansson and, and Natalie Portman. They just want beers and they start getting really loose and honest and funny and stuff. It's just such a great format for you to... I What I have also enjoyed, because we were watching the Charlize Theron one, and uh, what I also enjoy is the host of the show, who is excellent. Amazing. And you're absolutely right Sean in the way Evans. that he, he starts the question with a piece of information and then he pivots to an unusual you know, approach place to the with question, it. Yeah. And, I, and it is, it's really impressive to watch. But when he has a, um, like, I think he also falls in love yeah. with the female guests on the show. And sometimes he's- I reckon they fall in love with him. Yeah, they absolutely. flirt with him. No, it's like they're on a date. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. Good show. <laughs> Good show. Hot anyway, ones. get into it. Uh, <laughs> this is Two Guys, One Cup, an AFL podcast. Okay, so, so Bailey Fritz charges 18 bucks. Um, Gary says he assumed it's for charity, although Warwick Cap is on there too, except his phone is fucked, so you can't hear his shout outs. No point here, just thought you should know. Well, if anyone's keen to check out Bailey Fritch's cameo, it's there for you to see. Okay, this is from Liam. He uh, says, Hey, team, long time podcast fan. I love your work. Hoping to see a Lions Suns grand final this year. That'd be great. I'd be all for that. Yeah. I love your bits this week. What about- if they played it at, at the Gabba or in Queensland? <sighs> Fine. Yeah. I mean, fuck it. Especially there's no crowd there. Yeah. Or maybe they'd be able to have a crowd because they, they might just well, have Queensland been isolated pretty well, haven't they? Yeah. Well, they're talking about getting 10 grand, uh, 10 grand, 10,000 people to a game soon. Well, maybe not after this week. Yeah. It's but it'd be great bad, if they wait for spiking. Yeah. But like that, that would be. Anyway, I'm in. I'm in. I love to talk about Nat Fife and Ben Cunnington being in the buddy buddy comedy. Uh, so I thought I'd take it one step further. Friday night, GWS versus Sydney in Sydney. Toby Green takes a flying kick to the at the face of an unidentified Sydney player and has to be extradited to be at the tribunal by Monday. But he's refusing to get on the plane. What does the AFL do? Introducing AFL cops. Love it. Ben Cunnington is the gruff, mean, dirty Harry walk the streets type. Nat Fife is the lean, hippie, connected with feelings type. Grumpy Captain Mick Malthouse calls him into his office <laughs> and, puts, and sends him in a car to pick Green up. So it's kind of like, uh, it's like 48 hours yes. or, or midnight run uh, and sends him in a cop to pick Green up and bring him to Melbourne by Monday night. They don't want to work together. Listen, you two. <laughs> you two bozos have to get along for the next 48 hours. Oh, it's your badge and your gun. I don't know why McMaltow suddenly sounds like that. Um, they don't want to work together, uh, but they're all he has. So damn it, just do your jobs. Well, fuck, I'm sorry. I'm completely treading on your gags, Liam. I'll stop doing that now. Uh, okay, road trip police hijinks ensue. On the way back, Green constantly tries to fly kick each of them as a way to escape. <laughs> but they learn to help each other out and maybe... Even learn to respect each other. 
Now so it's the Hobbs and Shaw yeah. of uh, AFL. And just as they reach Melbourne CBD, Green escapes, and with the time ticking down, they split up to cover more ground in their search. Cunnington has to use what he's learnt from Fife about connecting with Melbourne's arty inner-city latte-sipping hipsters, while Fife takes what he learnt from Cunnington about talking to your gruff construction workers and tradies. In the end, they each get a vital clue, which they combine to bring Green to justice. And in the final scene, Fife pays Cunnington the ultimate honour, he remembers Ben's name. Oh, I'm getting teary. That's beautiful. That's such a beautiful ending. The end. Thanks for all the great podcast episodes. AFL season wouldn't be the same without two guys, one cup. Liam, that's awesome. I'm going to put this back to you and to any listeners, really. Yeah. If anyone wants to come back to us with some kind of like buddy cop film or any genre starring AFL players, send it in. Yeah. I reckon that's brilliant. Keep it to about that length. Yeah. You just We just want the description of what the show would be yeah but starring any couple of afl players uh, that, that's fantastic i love well it. done liam Letter. i wish we gave prizes to letters because that's brilliant uh this is from phoebe hey charlie and will first things first thanks for keeping up with the pod always entertaining to listen on my endless laps of the local ground during government approved walks at the height of iso and as a long-suffering carlton fan it's great to have some laughs in between the rounds when you discuss the Hall of Fame and whether or not there is, in fact, a physical hall somewhere, it reminded me of a school project I completed in Year 6. We were studying Australia, and the assignment was to put forward a proposal for the next big thing. Think Queensland's Big Banana, Goulburn's Big Merino, or Horsham's Frankly Demonic Big Koala. I haven't seen Horsham's Big Koala. Have you, you must have seen that in I many I think tours. I have in my... In my uh, tours around here, but I can't remember it. I chose to put forward a plan for a big football, a curious choice for an 11-year-old girl in Sydney. My Victorian father most definitely played a role in that decision. The big football would be situated next to the MCG, of course, and contain a section on each club containing memorabilia and a history of the club's premierships, wins, or lack thereof. Thank you for including me in that. Uh, <laughs> uh, Phoebe, the Hall of Fame could definitely find a home at the big... At, at, at the big footy, I reckon. Attaches a photo of the not-to-scale model. I can't quite remember whether I received a good mark or not. However, the chopstick goalpost is something to be marvelled at. Keep up the good work. Ball, not 15. So Phoebe's uh, attached a photo of her, which maybe we can post onto the, the group. That's fucking gorgeous. How cute is that? Phoebe with her scale model of the giant football for you know the Football what? Hall of Phoebe's Fame. Phoebe's so much smarter than I am because, of course, the football is lying flat. But in oh, my did you mind, have it on its end? In my mind, when she was describing it, it was on its end, and I was like, "Well, that's impractical." But no, she's she's laid it out in a much smarter way. It's actually very impressive, Phoebe. Uh, if you're cool with me sharing this, let me know, and I'll put it on the uh, two guys uh, one cup Facebook and Twitter because I think people need to see this. It's a fucking that's that's awesome. It's a little football ground with a chopstick goalpost surrounded by flags of all the teams. With you know what. I'm looking at it and I'm giving you a lot of compliments. I reckon you just at the last minute threw a football on top of a table, threw some chopsticks next to it and said, oh yeah, that's my project. That looks like a very early, you didn't even build a football like building. You just threw your dad's footy or your footy on top of the table. Work harder. That's why you didn't get a good mark. Um, all right. This is from Daniel. Hey fellas, big fan of the pod. Had this idea and wanted to run it by you. What are your thoughts Rather than a Vic All Stars game, Vic versus All Stars game, uh, if it was air versus ground teams, for example, air teams mm. based on animals would be crows, magpies, power bomber, hawks, suns, and eagles. Teams, uh, ground teams would be lions, kangaroos, swans, tigers, cats, giants, demons, and dogs. Mm. Obviously, there's teams like the Blues and the Dockers and the Saints that don't really fit. Well, Saints could be an, an air team. Dockers would be a ground team. Blues would be a air team. Blue could be like the sky, sky, sky blue, team. or like the oceans. They could be an on-water uh, yeah. team. <laughs> Where would you like to see them placed to make it an even match? Keep up the good work. What does that mean? Like, oh, as on in played between the sky and the ground? <laughs> I think they would all find it hard to be playing in the air. I think it's all going to be on the ground. I mean, right? it would be great if aerial ping pong actually became aerial ping pong. Alice writes in, hey guys, I'm late writing you emails. I'm as late writing emails as you are reading them. We're pretty good with two guys one On this up. podcast, yes. I just wanted to say... Social justice and sustainable hippie, living hippie Justin Westhoff ain't no narc. Mm. In his early days at Port, his nickname was Humphrey because he didn't talk. Scott Lysette and his 80s cop Mo, on the other hand, probably can't be trusted. Thanks to the entertainment. So I didn't know that. Justin Westhoff is a social justice warrior and a sustainable living hippie. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. I think we speculated that he would be the guy who sort infiltrates. of infiltrates the hippie commune. 
goes too far undercover. That's what it feels like with West Off. And it's perfect. First few years, you don't want to say too much when you're trying to fit in. You're just listening, soaking up the information. But then I think he's gone native. I think he's loved the alternative hippie lifestyle too much. Yeah, he's and now he's, he's like, Keanu'd it. He's yeah, gotten exactly. in too deep. That's what I think. Well, it's weird though because Adelaide famous for its hydro weed and he's kind of gone to sustainable living. I wonder if that would can create more suspicion if you're trying to integrate yourself. Mm. If you're like, I live in a farm, grow bush bud. Nah, yeah. Like, does that put you at odds with your Port Adelaide hydro pot growing teammates? Oh, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, that's the, the team split yeah. along hydro or <laughs> All bush, the bush bud <laughs> lines. Danielle writes in, hi Will and Charlie. I found you guys when I moved to Melbourne and wanted to listen to an AFL podcast, so I had some I- so I had some ideas about AFL. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, my knowledge of AFL has not improved. <laughs> but I do know a lot about socks and Nat Fife and how to come up with a nickname. All the hours I've put into listening to your podcast finally paid off last week. Okay. My wife bought a new car and while we were driving home from buying it, she said we needed to come up with a nickname. Immediately I thought of you guys. And I thought, I've got this. I tried to explain to her your nicknaming process. Nothing but blank looks. Then I said, for example, Kia Rio, Rio de, Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, Jiu-Jitsu, Fighting, UFC, Conor McGregor, Macca. Perfect. Perfect. That's how you do it. Now the car is named Macca. Yeah, nice. I am aware naming a car is stupid, but here I am. Everyone names a car. Do you name your cars? Uh, Amy names her cars. Yeah. Well, all our cars have been named. I don't know. One of our cars was named Wheels, which I thought we weren't trying hard enough with that one. But it was actually named after the character from uh, Degrassi Uh, Junior High. It was a Bulldog supporter. All things together. (laughs) Uh, Have you got any thoughts? Can you come up with a better name? The, The car is a silver Kia Rio. Thanks always for providing entertainment on the AFL. Okay, okay go for it. So, uh, Kia, Kia Rio. Kia. Rio, seven days in Rio, uh, 28 days later. Um, uh, Danny, late, Boyle. Uh, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Oh, oh, yeah. Danny Boyle, Boyle, Zit, <laughs> Zit Remedy, <laughs> Degrassi Junior High. Snake. <laughs> wheels. Oh, wheels. <laughs> okay. I'll have a crack. Um, okay, Rio... Blame it on Rio, Michael Caine, Alfred, Bruce Wayne, <laughs> uh, Wayne Shimmerbush, uh, Shimmer. <laughs> I don't know if that works. All right, last bit of mail here is from Jonathan, and then we have to get out of here. Yep. Uh, okay, this is just a little comment on the Bulldogs game you thought you'd like to hear. Hey, guys, after the GWS Bulldogs game, a boxing match on Saturday night, how long do you think it is until we all admit that GWS are the biggest pack of scumbags in the league instead of Collingwood. Might be biased as a Pies fan, but come on. When's the last time you saw them pull stuff like that? Cheers, Jonathan. I don't know, man. I think that it's a different kind of scumbag. Yeah, they're, like, they're like um, Cobra Kai, private school, yeah. preppy bullies. They're, they're Wall Street scumbags. Yeah, scumbags. Yeah, They're yeah. the guys who tease the Joker on the subway. Exactly. <laughs> and get shot. That's right. Marcus Bontempelli was minding his own business. He's got a <laughs> laughing problem. Well, did you see that they the they sent out Nick Haynes to toss the coin? Did you see this? Mm, yeah, you told me about so, it. So, yeah. yeah, Bont, uh, obviously, you know, famously um, yeah, crushed his larynx last year. Accidentally did not get uh, rubbed out, but they're not very happy about that, and they sent him out to toss the coin. Yeah. I mean, it's they, what is good about this whole thing is it's like the GWS really they have they could have issues with the entire league their expansion club you know their tight-knit group of fucking elite junior footballers so but the fact that they've decided to pick on you guys like it's really it is a classic 80s teen movie where you're just Ralph Macchio the Bulldogs are just Ralph Macchio just moved to town you know just want to fit in a bit you know self-conscious a bit awkward and they've just decided they're going to Cobra Kai you to death they're going to like literally kick you in the face it's also a bit of west on west crime like it's you know the western right, suburbs. Like you know, exactly. We should like identify with each other, but you know, it absolutely not. But they're a different kind of west because you would argue that the the, Sydney, they don't live there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the Sydney's west now is yeah. kind of like this yeah. massive metropolis. Like they they actually fit that. You both fit your 
your homes very well. Mm. But it's it's just, I, I think there's something immensely cruel that they're picking on you guys. You just yep. got to the table. You're finally at the premiership table. Everyone's lauding you and stuff. And they're, they're the ones fucking in the locker room spreading rumors about you guys being like, but, don't you know, know, do you think they deserve it? This is family? also the role that we ask on this podcast that the GWS play, that they should be the villains of the competition. They're the mean, they, they're the mean girls yeah. of the AFL. They're the ones going around their clubs going, I think the Bulldogs fluked it that year, don't you? Yeah. What are the Bulldogs even doing here? I think they're not. I don't think they're that good. Do you actually like them? Do you think I can play football? Oh my god! I saw the Bulldogs kissing your boyfriend last week. I don't know if that happens, but that's my impression. Oh, okay, games. What, what's, yeah, let's get uh, let through because you've got a baby with one nappy, and we're on a we're on a tight uh, schedule. Okay, yes. um, games, 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 games. All right, here we go. All right, Thursday night, it's the Swans taking on the Bulldogs at the SCG. The resurgent Swans, resurgent Bulldogs. Uh, Swans are at eighty, and Bulldogs 2 bucks. So fairly evenly matched, 7th versus 16th. What do you feel about this? Bulldogs seem to do well at the SCG. You don't, that do. holds no fear to you. No, we play all right, all right at the SCG, although I have seen them smash there as well. I'm going to uh, tip the Bulldogs. Yes, I'll tip the Bulldogs in that game too. Uh, no, actually, you know what? I'm going to tip the Swans. Okay. Make it interesting. Okay, Friday night, uh, the Giants take on Collingwood. So uh, uh, the uh, possible biggest scumbags in the league versus the acknowledged biggest scumbags in the league. Uh, GWS could like, I mean, because Collingwood is so good and GWS are not looking good. It could be one that flips, but I'm going to say Collingwood. That's a good point, actually. Collingwood look, it's that kind of year, though, where this feels like the game. Uh, that feels like the kind of game that I reckon the Bulldogs, uh, that the Giants will win. Uh, Will has just let himself out of the office, so I'm just going to vamp it for a bit. Uh, I'm going to talk about how I think that Toby Green is probably... I actually saw a photo of Toby Green at Lenny Hayes' 40th birthday. It was all these Saints supporters and Toby Green. And I was like, how's Toby, what, Toby Green doing there? Then I realized Lenny Hayes is an assistant coach at the Giants. But the fact that Toby Green is mates with Lenny Hayes <laughs> makes me think that Toby Green mustn't be that bad a dude. Because if Lenny likes him... He must be a stand-up fellow. I agree. Um, I'm going to pick the Giants in that game. You talked me into it because it seems like a game that Collingwood shouldn't win. They smash oh, the Oh, hang on. Their backs aren't close enough to the wall. They're miles off the wall. I'm changing my tip too. Giants. I say GWS win that and I'm going to go back on. That's my nope. lock of the week. <laughs> lock and mic stand catch. Brilliant. Okay. Uh, Port Adelaide versus the Eagles. Um, well, the Eagles just don't look interested at the moment. And this is at Metricon. Eagles fucking hate being in Queensland. Port Adelaide, top of the ladder, looking good. Justin Westhoff is fucking gathering intel. This is the sort of game, though, traditionally Port Adelaide lose. Mm. Like, when they're looking good and you expect them to win, they lose. Now, this will be the determiner of whether it's the same old Port Adelaide or whether this is a team that could genuinely be a premiership contention. And I like them. I'm, I, I, I got a good feeling about Port Adelaide. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll in for one more week of I think Port Adelaide are going to win. Um, again, your logic is you, you talked me into tipping the Eagles because you're right. This is the kind of game that Port Adelaide, I'm going to pick the Eagles and that's my luck of the week. And I'm picking that purely of, from what Will just said. But in my heart, I think the Eagles aren't going to, they don't, don't want to play. Shit. They don't give a shit. I think it's more Port's ability to lose We'll let the Eagles we'll be win. Outweighed by yeah, yeah, then, the fact that the yeah. Eagles don't really want to the win. The Eagles aren't going to win. Port yeah. are going to lose. That's what I'm tipping. That's my luck of the week. Uh, Saturday afternoon, the Saints take on uh, Richmond at Marvel Stadium. Hugely disappointing mm. last week, but then Tigers haven't been that hot. Feels like a great game for the Tigers to beat up on a on a club. It does. Um, but they'll this, have something to prove. This will. This will. Okay, I felt like last week was a danger game, and I was proven correct. I think this game. We'll get a proper gauge of where the Saints are at. We'll get a proper gauge. It doesn't have to win, but they have to show something. I'm going to tip them, but with not much confidence. Uh, I'm going to say Richmond. Uh, the Bombers take on Carlton at the MCG on Saturday night. Carlton, who did their, they did their Port Adelaide best to lose <laughs> last week, uh, taking on a really confident-looking Bombers. But the Bombers, who fucking knows? They had a week off, a lot of controversy. They're used to that. Aren't they? They're used to distractions. It will uh, serve them well the week off, I think, actually. I think the Bombers will win. Uh, I'm going to pick the Bombers as well. 
the rampaging Suns take on fr- uh, the Fremantle Dockers at Metricon on Saturday night. Can the Dock uh, the Suns make it three in a row? I mean, this is uncharted territory for these guys. Matt Roll, big bowl of porridge in the morning. There's mm. a Vita Wheat <laughs> with Vegemite <laughs> for lunch. Ham roll before the game. Runs out. 40 possessions, three goals. I'm going to pick the Suns in this game. Yeah, me too. Why not? It's fun. Matt Rowell and Nat Fife. That'd be pretty exciting. That's fun, isn't it? Imagine if he fucking, if he towels up. Not, not he won't towel up. He's Nat yeah. Fife's too good a player. Rowell towels. But if he just, if he wins a clearance mm. over Nat Fife, that will be very, it's worth watching just You'd imagine that. though that Fife also will go into that with uh, feeling like he's got something to prove. 100%. I feel like this, Matt Rowell is a, like this is not when have you ever thought this about the Suns I'd love to see blah 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 from the Suns this weekend like I'm excited to see what he does against it's amazing isn't it one, one player, player 19 <laughs> years old alright Sunday the Lions take on Adelaide Crows the Crows are just it's Lions win that game be unusual for the Lions to lose that uh, Melbourne take on the Cats cancel due to COVID <laughs> I'm tipping that. That's your second lock. Cancellation due to COVID. Um, I'm going to pick the demons in that game. I think that even though the cats will be on the rebound and stuff, I don't know. I think in a topsy turvy year, this is the kind of game that Melbourne would lose and uh, lose in front of their home crowd. But I got a feeling it's a, just a different year. They're going to win that. Geelong. Final match of the round: the Hawks taking on North at Marvel. That's a hard, probably the hardest one to pick. North coming off a loss. Hawks coming off a really good win. I'm going to pick North. Back him in. If Cunnington's back, North have a much better chance. I'm going to say, I really was impressed by Hawthorne. I thought they were great. Um, I don't know if they can sustain it, though. Maybe every now and Amira, then. Omira was, that was one of the best games I've seen him play. <sighs> yeah, Hawthorne. I'm going to say Hawthorne. All right. I'm going to pick North in that one. And that's the show for this week. Uh, if you want to support us, uh, we've got a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash TOEFOP, which is our other podcast, which if you like this kind of banter, but not much talk about football, uh, you can find that at TOEFOP.com. Uh, Will, you have another show called Philosophy. Yes. Who's on this week? Uh, uh, Kurt Fernley. Uh, absolute ripper of an episode with uh, obviously um, one of the greatest legend athletes in the history of Australian uh, sports. So Kurt Fernley, absolutely brilliant guest on Philosophy this week. Play on, not 15. Ball. We are two guys, one car.